Hello, everybody. Hey, oh. No. No, you? Fuck. You, okay. Shit. You? All right. Me? No, you? No. Me? No. You? All right. All right. Go ahead. I'll do the next one. Welcome to another <laughs> fantastic episode of the Quotable Podcast. We promised you a boner bonus episode, and we are delivering on our promises. Yeah. Take I, that, FCC. God damn right. <laughs> Motherfucker. I can sit here and honestly tell you that letter that I got from the FCC that said, don't make so many penis references. Okay. Right. Well, I tell you, they received a well-worded letter in re- in return. <laughs> they sure did. It was a witty retort, <laughs> if you will. Although now looking at it, I, it might have been a scam. Wait, was it a phishing email? Uh, or was it an actual Probably letter? shouldn't have paid him off. Ah, well, we'll we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. You know it. what? It'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. If you ignore it long enough, it will just go away. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I've lived my life. Yep. <laughs> just like my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> just ignored her long enough, and she... I don't know where she is. But good. Yeah. <laughs> don't care. Good. <laughs> More for me. Yeah. I don't know. It's from Finland or Sweden. I don't know, something weird. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something, but it's too soon. So I will refrain. <laughs> anyway, we promised a bonus episode and we are delivering because it is the season of giving. Yes, it is. It is Christmas time. The season of perpetual hope. (laughs) (laughs) And you're telling me that there is no flight to Chicago? (laughs) (laughs) I will not have it, good sir. (laughs) I know. And honestly, to tell you the truth, I'm glad that you brought up Planes, Trains, and Automobiles because it's such a great movie. That is not what I brought up. No? No shit. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) No, that that was Home Alone. Of course it was. Yeah. And if you're listening to our podcast, you would know that. <laughs> yeah, you would. <laughs> Couldn't help but overhear that you're uh, you know, having some problems getting to uh, Chicago or, yeah. or something. <laughs> Excuse me. Just come with me for a minute. <laughs> okay, strange man. Sure. <laughs> Why not? Boca, boca, boca. <laughs> but I digress. What we wanted to do as our gift to you is we wanted to go through our personal favorite quotes that we use constantly. And some will be things that you've heard in our previous episodes. Some may not, but we wanted to go through the ones that we use on a regular basis and where they come from. Right. I didn't realize how much I quoted things until we started doing this podcast. Do you find that you quote things more when you're talking to me or just in general? Oh, no, in general. I mean, I do quote a lot more with you than I do with anyone else. So I think I mean, it takes a certain personality. Yeah. It's like when you find mm. people who do quote movies on a regular basis, it's like you kind of have that spider sense in a way. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> There's, yeah, I mean, because I, I'll quote things with people and they just look at me like, what the hell are you talking about? But is that, 
Is that yeah. your personality? Are you just weird? Yeah, and I mean, I'm sitting there thinking, well, no, Jesus, if you had seen the movie, <laughs> then you would know. It's like, if you don't know what that's from, then you're weird. Yeah, yes. <laughs> please. If you don't know what that's from, then we can't be friends. I can't even be seen with you. Yeah, and then they look at me, and they're like, we're not friends. And I'm like, oh, here I am holding the elevator door like an ass. <laughs> Elevator um, door. <laughs> I mean, cheese and crackers. This is, that was easily one of the best quotes I've ever said in my entire life. And then they just look at me like, no, I've never seen the movie Rimshot. And no. I'm like, yeah, of course you haven't because you suck. No respect. Yep. Now, we have the quotes that we both use on a regular basis. Some of them hadn't even started until we, you know, we did the, we did this podcast. Right. And there's, I mean, and it's not even just from movies. I mean, we pull them from TV shows. We pull them from, I mean, just wherever we can find them. From the interwebs. Yeah. Maybe uh, the, the Instagrams. I got some off the Twitter sphere. Yeah. So, but. Sometimes they come from the TikToks, which that's also. That's what she said. W- yes. <laughs> which, <laughs> which somehow end up on the Instagrams as well. Yes. I think the one of our one of our most used quotes is, "Well, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah." I, I, <laughs> I was hoping. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> well, yeah. If you've listened to our very first episode, Office Space, yes. then you would know that that's where it comes from, and that is one of our quotes that has remained unaltered. The entire time. That is one that does not get changed. We do not. We don't have to. We don't have to modify it in any way because it just works as is. It's one of the perfect quotes in our arsenal. I know, and it's such a small little quote. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See what I mean? Yes. And with that quote in general, I don't know about you, but every single time I say it. Or I hear you say it, I can just see Diedrich Bader's face with that long ass and that mullet, con- that Kentucky fall mullet, with real short hair on top, and him talking. And that scene was perfect. You have two neighbors sharing a beer, talking about life in general, and you have Peter who's. Uh, I don't even know what I want to do with my life. Like, hell, I'm in my 30s. I never thought that I would see myself working in an office building for the rest of my life, staring at four corners. But when it comes to something where it's like, anybody could be asked the question, what would you do with a million dollars? Right. And, you know, you can have a similar response. Or... Maybe in your mind, before even hearing somebody else's opinion on on it, you'd have something completely different in your mind. Yeah. But then when you hear theirs, it seems so honest and like, well, I didn't really think about it that way. (laughs) So what would you do with a million dollars? And I'm sitting there looking at Peter like the first thing is probably buy a new car because that Toyota Corolla is not going to hold up. But it's like after hearing his response, it's like. Well, now I kind of want that. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> besides two chicks at one time? Well, yeah. 
And it's like, it's so matter of fact. He's being so transparent. It's like, you can't help but, you know what? Yes. Yes. Respect. <laughs> respect for that. Exactly. And it's like, they're just sharing this moment. It's like, they have that mutual understanding. Like, if you had a million dollars and you're a single guy and you can hook up a three-way with two girls, you know what? Why wouldn't you? Yeah. And <laughs> I love his response when he's, well, you know, it's all girls aren't just about money. He was like, well, the kind of girls that double up on a guy like me are. And that's like, one good of the, point. the other thing. <laughs> good point. <laughs> he knows himself. Yep. He knows his limitations. He knows who he is as a person. He He doesn't have a high stature. Nope. You know, not in the traditional sense, if you will. Correct. And, uh, you know, hats off to him. <laughs> Kudos, Lawrence. You have it all figured out. We could all learn from Lawrence. Real men of genius. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorites is, and you hear me say this all the time. Motherfucker. Well, yeah, <laughs> that one, but that's not the one I was thinking of. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> Proceed. <laughs> Canada. Yeah. And I think that that is such a perfect term. I mean, that's from Deadpool. We just did that. Right. We just did that movie. And I never even noticed it until you told me about it. Yeah. It's so funny. I mean, when... Deadpool or Ryan Reynolds says it after he hits Colossus in the face and breaks his hand. I always say it, especially when I'm in pain about something, because it's just one of those things where it's like Canada. I'd so easy to say I do have young children, so I I do my best to censor myself. Whatever you can do to eliminate the vulgarities. Yeah, I get it. But so like before I realized it was from Deadpool. It didn't make sense, but now that I know, and it's because Ryan Reynolds is from Canada, right? I'm pretty sure it's not something that was written in the Deadpool comics. But I yeah, see, and I'm I'm not entirely sure. I, I wouldn't know, but I do. I think I am. I mean, I I may have to alter it to where it's like you know. I mean, if I do get hurt, I'd be like, oh, Tampa. Hmm. See, it doesn't roll off. It doesn't sound right. No, neither does. Florida, Winston Salem. <laughs> <laughs> nah, uh, too many syllables. I I <laughs> couldn't do it where I live yeah. either. Yeah. So Greensboro. <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't. It doesn't sound right. Nah. But I mean, that is one of my favorite quotes. I I use it all the time because it just it's fitting. <laughs> I mean, you could go country. And you could say, <laughs> United States of America. <laughs> but it's, once again, yeah. way too long. All right, hang on. Let's see. America. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't work. Because now I just sound like a backwoods West Virginian country boy that's banging on someone's door. Or banging someone's sister. Banging your own sister. That, more likely. Yeah. There's, well. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. See? It works everywhere. E no, yeah, how about everywhere? <laughs> so, there's another one. Yep. That's and that's one that we kind of twist. We we adapt 
to yes. the situation. Yes, we have adapted that one to a situ- to situations all over the country. And that is well, another one that we did recently, which is I Love You, Man. Yes. And the scene where Paul Rudd is in the man cave with Sydney. I'm sorry, Peter Clavin yep. is in the man cave with Sydney. I don't know why, but every time you say his name, Peter Clavin, I just think that that's like a cut of beef. It's <laughs> like, oh, do you want the top sirloin? No, can I have the Peter Clavin? That's a good choice, sir. Whoa. Top notch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when they both come to the understanding that they think Rush is like the greatest band of all time. Yeah, how about of all time? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like they're they're at that point where they're establishing their friendship. Correct. And Peter feels because he's never been the guy to have guy friends that he's, I don't know, he just doesn't feel comfortable. He doesn't feel like he can be himself. When he's trying to be himself, it just doesn't come across right. So it's like, I'm, I'm going to try to impress this dude because I want him to be my friend. Correct. <laughs> so I'm just going to repeat what he says because it's like, I'm securing my stance on this topic, my opinion here. <laughs> it matches yours, but it's like, <laughs> how about of all time? <laughs> it's like, he literally just said that. Yeah. But Sydney's, he's kind of like, you know, he's a good dude. He's trying. I don't think he feels like maybe, I don't, I don't think he feels like Peter's trying too hard. I think he just feels like... <laughs> I think he's just he, awkward. Honestly, I think yeah, I think that he just sees through the entire kind of like ruse of the situation where it's, you know, oh, I can tell that this guy's never had a friend. Right. Like, ever. But it's not bad enough to be like oh, I don't want to hang out with this dude cuz it's just too weird. Yeah. It's just like you know what? It's something that he's going to get past eventually. Because <laughs> he does tell tell him at the end of the movie, you know, I've hung out with you in the man cave. I've seen you cut yeah, loose. I've seen you cut loose. So, and he knows, like, you're not like this. Like, you can be that independent person. And, like, e- even their their initial introduction at the open house, Peter was not that awkward. So I think Sydney sees like this he's not like that all the time. There are moments where it does happen, but it's just like because maybe he just gets too excited. He's like, I don't <laughs> oh know. God. I don't know. Oh my god. god. Could this be something else? I don't know what to do with my yeah. hands. <laughs> it's not just two guys talking. It's just, you know, and that's how he always viewed it was, oh my god, you know, cuz yeah, when it was just them two talking at the open house, it was nothing. I mean, he had no pressure. And with but Sydney, I think he had that pressure of, well, I need a best friend. And I need a friend to be my best man. Uh, so now I need to try hard and watch what I do and watch what I say. But I think, if anything, Sydney wouldn't have cared. And initially, it was about not having a lopsided wedding party. Correct. But... Could have just had Lou Ferrigno on one side. He would have taken out the entire wedding party. Yes. <laughs> yes. And we'll get to that one next. But uh the fact of the matter was after Peter met Sydney, he was like 
this was something that I needed in my life. I needed a best friend, not for the sake of the wedding party, yes. but because like I haven't really been living my life. I've just been dedicating everything to my girlfriends and his, yeah. you know, his current fiance in the movie. Yeah, and that's uh, and that's what he always did. And his brother, his gay brother, even pointed it out. Like, you know, you've always been the girlfriend guy. Yeah, you're not taking him out to yeah, see Devil Wears Prada. Yeah, you just, I mean, but you put your girlfriends before all literally your guy, anybody else. All your, in your guy life. friends just fell to the wayside. Yeah, you know, and we talked about that in the episode. But yeah, but just and that quote itself is so versatile that you can use it in almost any situation. Yeah, but what about any situation? See? There it is. <laughs> yes! Yes! Okay, you've heard us use that in many episodes. Yes, and that is not from a movie. It's not at all from a no! movie. No! 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 <laughs> no! Yes! <laughs> and I got to give my props to Keenan Thompson because he is funny as hell. He is. And he is, I think, as of late... One of the best additions to the SNL cast. I, I mean, is it an addition, though? Because hasn't he been on there for, like, 12 years? I don't know how long he's been on there, but... I it's I mean, been a long time. I think, in all honesty, I read something that he was probably the longest-running cast member. But I feel like they would have done a disservice by not adding him to the cast because... You oh, know, there would have been so many opportunities missed. Correct. Correct. So, and, and what we got that from is, and, you know, I before everyone gets all, you know, hoity-toity on me, SNL is the one that came up with the skit. Kenan Thompson is the one that starred in it, but it's Black Jeopardy. Yes. So, and it was an episode hosted by Tom Hanks. <laughs> well, he was he was one of the guests. Yeah, the the but the SNL would, the yeah, SNL would, episode was hosted by Tom Hanks. But yeah, his character Doug. Yeah, <laughs> is it's so good. But Woo! The, you all right, Doug? <laughs> the way that, that gets they, me every time. The way that they play off of each other is is so so funny. It's perfect. It and is it, perfect because you have. Tom Hanks, who's playing this guy named Doug, who looks like he's getting ready. As soon as he leaves this TV show, he's just going to go back home to his double wide and watch either pro wrestling or NASCAR NASCAR or something. He's wearing a Make America Great hat. He's uh, And it's such a different character for Tom Hanks to be portraying. It is. You've never seen him do anything like that. Not even Forrest Gump. No, but I do love it when he was like, and Doug, and he was like, so what brings you on here, Doug? And it's like, well, fella told me we could win some money, so let's win me some money. <laughs> <laughs> and the beginning of it starts out so awkward and uncomfortable, like, I don't know where this is going here. Right. <laughs> but what I do enjoy about this, and forgive me if I'm on my soapbox here, is... I love how this clip, and if anybody hasn't seen this yet, you you need to look it up. Just you're doing just, yourself a disservice you really by are. not watching it. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Go on to YouTube and just look up SNL Celebrity Jeopardy Tom Hanks. 
and you will find it. Yeah, it's there, and it is easily one of the some of the best skits I've ever seen. Right. I mean, you know, Norm Macdonald's skits are are phenomenal. You know, may he rest. But this one was well. I'm perfect. sorry. There was the Celebrity Jeopardy, but then there was the Black Jeopardy, which yes. is the one that Keenan Thompson does. So I misspoke. Forgive me. So look up SNL Black Jeopardy, Doug or Tom Hanks, and you'll find it. Yeah, you'll find it, it is... and you will not regret watching this. No, but what I was getting to is, it kind of it touches on a subject where people who like and where the country is so divided, and it kind of brings us together, and it makes us kind of open our eyes to the fact that you know what, we're really not that different. No, at all, and it's just a matter of opening our eyes and having conversations and, and, and discussions that you you may not be used to having and, and realizing you, we're all human beings. Correct. We're all just trying to survive here. And the fact that they have this moment of connection is so powerful. As funny as it is, it's, it, it's a very powerful message. And it's something that I think a lot of people can take away from this episode. And that's not where I want, really wanted to go when we, we were recording this a, a, as of right now. But this moment where they have this, oh, my God, we're not so different at all. You know, we, we think exactly the same, you know, in this moment. And I, I thought it was so great and so funny at the same time. And I think that's one uh, comedy that really impacts people the most is when it's the most honest. And I, and I think that's where this really hit home for me. And that's why it's something that I think both of us hold on to. I think that the, the comedy like that should hit home for everybody. I mean, because in that there, you have two people – well, I mean, in total, there are four people in the skit. Yeah. Three of them are black, African-American. One of them's white. Very well-known actor. But I see Tom Hanks as being the type of guy that probably went on to the set thinking, I am no better than anybody else in no. this scene. Like, I'm just another human being. He was just there to win some money. Yeah. I'm just here to win some, me some money. That's what I heard. So I win some money. <laughs> It's like, oh, you better take that over to my guy in the neighborhood and fix anything for $40. But <laughs> Yes! Yes! You know? <laughs> what did he say? He was like, uh, do you know Cletus? Or no, his guy's name was Cletus. Right. He was like, no, my guy's name is Cletus. He was like, he'll fix your refrigerator, your air conditioner. Your carburetor. Your, yeah, your carburetor. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, he didn't care. But the comedy like that, I mean, it speaks volumes. Because, yeah. you know, that's just one of those things that, you know, and a lot of people are like, well, that could be an old skit. Well, he's wearing a Make America Great Again hat. So, I mean, that's Donald Trump's presidency. Like, you immediately assume there's going to be some tension here. Correct. On this episode. But then, even then, it's like, you know, where we are divided as a country, if people could just sit down and talk like adults like right. we used to yeah not argue yeah actually just talk there's not an argument ensuing there's nothing i mean you know a good portion of my friends now are african-american and we get along phenomenally right because we're able to joke 
you can joke about things. You can joke about <laughs> situations. And I've told you several times, the first person that I'm going to make fun of mm-hmm. is myself. Right. Because I know that I'm an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> But it's like looking at someone else and it's like, well, how much of an idiot are you accepting yourself to be? Mm-hmm. Because if you do something idiotic, guess what? I'm going to point it out. Just own up to it. Exactly. Who cares? Because we're not perfect. None of us are perfect at Whoa. all. Whoa. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, al- I altered it. <laughs> and honestly, like and one of my, uh, one of my coworkers, Who's, he's an avid listener of our podcast. And Brian, if you listen to this episode, I'm giving you a shout out here. It's like, I love the fact that we can talk about stuff like this. Um, like we, we rarely tread on anything like super political, but we've, we've dabbled, but it's never caused any tension or, or anything like that. Because, you know, the more we kind of dive into it, it's, we pretty much have the same viewpoint on it. And I think the more people open their mind and just start that conversation, they realize that it's like we're really not that different. We all want the same thing, ultimately. It's just we've been used to things being a certain way for so long. It's like we, we, maybe we don't know how or we're scared to. Uh, you know, just, just have a discussion. Just <laughs> make, make things happen, but do it together. We, like... And, and that's what it's really all about. But I mean, that's <laughs> that's not <laughs> wasn't the whole point of this episode. But you know, that was one thing that I I kind of took from from this ep- episode of SNL and this just this one clip. You know, it was so great, and I think I'm just gonna continue using that. <laughs> you know, that's not gonna go away <sighs> a- anytime soon. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's a real tear. I haven't cried like that since Titanic. <laughs> 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 uh, that one's from Zombieland. Another uh, episode we did earlier earlier on. Not the taste. <laughs> the consistency. <laughs> and I do say that about a lot of stuff. And that's one that remains unchanged. Oh, yes. Yes, I will not change that one. Because there are things that... I, I mean, I don't want to say that there are things that I don't like the taste of. But I am a lot like Tallahassee in that movie. I do not like coconut at all. I've tried on several different occasions, and there are very, very few things that I cannot stomach. Mm -hmm. And coconut is at the top of that list. For me? Along with, like, liver or anything like that. I I mean, but if someone's like, oh, you know, I, I made, you know... Broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cream cheese, and paprika. I'll be like, okay, I'll give it a whirl. I mean, growing up, my dad used to buy Brunschweiger, you know, and it comes in a tube, kind of like that Jimmy Dean sausage. Correct. And uh, you just put it on bread with like, well, he would use Miracle Whip. And, you know, I prefer mayonnaise myself, but either As way, most we just, yeah. Red-blooded Americans. Right, right. <laughs> prefer mayonnaise. But it's like, we would just, Put that on bread and eat it. That I know, and we would just eat that Brunschweiger. And for those <laughs> who are unfamiliar with it, it's basically like pate. It's it's made with liver, and it's it's got a very, very potent flavor, very potent. And I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't eat it now as a grown up. I mean, my my taste has definitely evolved the older that I've gotten. 
But the one thing that I still to this day cannot stand is is lima beans, because yeah, uh, 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 oh. yeah and it's I mean, like mush. Yeah, I mean, but I sit there and look at it like, well, I mean, if I have to, if I have to live, I'll eat it. I won't enjoy it, but it is definitely not the taste. It's the consistency. It, it is the consistency. Yes. But a lot of things that the pe- that people tend to not like due to consistency does not bother me anymore because in a lot of cases it's like the crunch. Mm. My for my brother, he hated onions, mm-hmm. even if they were chopped really really fine and put into like a meatloaf, he would still he could still sense it on his <laughs> and he would hate it and it's like i it never bothered me i enjoyed onions even raw from the age of like six i think and yeah. and so raw cooked i don't care give give me onions all day long yeah it, it, you know doesn't my, bother me my mom uh may she rest used to make something when i was younger where it was she would slice an onion not not dice it, but slice an onion, slice a cucumber, and then fill up a container full of vinegar. It was the best thing I ever ate. I loved, I loved that meal. She would make it with anything. I mean, hell, she was making a hell elbow pasta and tomatoes. Nice. With onions and cucumbers. I like that. Goulash with onions and cu- cucumbers. I didn't, oh, God bless it. It was so good. So good. Onions and cucumbers are delicious. Yeah. And then you, what, you're just going to soak them in vinegar? Like, son of a bitch. I'm in. Never thought about that. (laughs) (laughs) Cucumber accents the vinegar in in such such a way. way. (laughs) (laughs) And there's another one. Yep. We use that. Constantly now. All the time. Yes. Yeah, how about all the time? (laughs) (laughs) What if we did it all the time? But I mean, and I think it's because when you and I first started doing this podcast, we would have, I mean, I know that there are very few movies that you had problems with, but there's a good majority of movies that I had problems with just trying to, to memorize because I wanted the podcast, I wanted this podcast to be perfect. I wanted it to run smoothly. I wanted it to be great from beginning to end. I wanted our listeners to enjoy every minute of it. So I felt that, you know, shit, I've seen Office Space, you know, four or five times in my life. So we better watch it another 46 times. At least. to So I can have this adapted to memory so we can do this podcast and bring an excellent an excellent show. And that is one of our, that was one of our faults in, in, in the, the beginning. beginning because we were so focused on being perfect and nailing each quote from beginning to end and keeping each episode in chronological order as it happened in the movie that it just became uh, homework. It became, it didn't, it wasn't enjoyable for us. Yeah. And, I, I mean, I wasn't having fun no. doing it. I mean, it, yeah, I mean, I would. I don't know how many times I'd sit there and be like, "Oh God, I just got off an eight-hour eight shift at work, and now I have to go home and watch this movie, write down literally everything that they say, <laughs> and that's, just to get to this point." And I'm right. like, "This is not fun." And 
some of the podcasts that I listen to, uh, the ones that I really enjoy are the ones that aren't scripted. I mean, yeah. not to say that a lot of them are scripted or anything like that. I think most of them are not. But the ones that I enjoy are when people are just sitting down and having a conversation. Correct. And I wanted us to be able to sit down and talk about the movies that we love and enjoy. And we may not get all the quotes perfect, and that's not our aim. We're not going to get perfect. We're not going to get them perfect every time. No, because I have told our listeners, after I think like episode four, I demand just okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so if I can leave this booth knowing that I did just enough to be okay. Now, I'm not one to advocate participation trophies because I do not celebrate mediocrity, my friends. Absolutely not. But if we can make the podcast as good as it can be just by showing how enthusiastic we are about the movies that we like to talk about, I think we're doing our job. Correct. Because it's not about perfection. It's just about what we bring to the table. If If we're giving it our all in each episode then that's why we're here. And obviously because it's fun. You know, like, I love talking about these movies. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's interesting, man. That's fucking interesting. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. There's our next one. However, we still have to tell them where the other one comes from. Well, I'll let you tell it. Well, Because you tell it better. No. You tell it best. You just want me to tell it because we've gone on so many tangents that we don't even remember what our last quote was. No, it was uh, you want to put the pressure something on about the thing with the, <laughs> with the lady. With the lady. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, see, I don't. I, we're so far gone. Yeah. I don't. I don't remember what that last quote Way was. Off. We were, uh, shit. No, we were talking about the coconut. No, but oh, the taste, the consistency. Yeah. But then we, uh, we zombie land. An- didn't we have another one after that though? Uh, well, I mean, we never said that it was from zombie land. You did. No. No, I didn't. Yeah. No, no. You did say Zombie Land. Well, I think I was uh, just talking about the world we live in, though. That's true. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> the lady. <laughs> the thing with the lady. Yeah. We do say that one all the time, and it's that's one that we do not alter. No. That is, um, that's from Step Brothers, and it's the scene where it's the beginning of the movie. Where you see Will Ferrell's character Brennan, yeah, where his mom, he's basically kicking his mom out the door, like she's re- getting ready to go to work, yeah, and she's somebody comes to the door and and he's like, somebody on the, somebody at the door, <laughs> yeah, I'm watching the thing with the, like, like, the lady, like be a grown up, you're 40 years old for Christ's sake, you can get up and get the door. <laughs> no, I was watch, watching the thing with the lady, lady, and you know it's just because he's watching the uh, Denise. Well, hold on, what is Austin. it? Austin, Denise Austin workout video. Yep. So no. he can hurry up and get out, mom. I yeah. I gotta. Hey, mom, I gotta jerk it. Even though he had just made himself breakfast. Correct. Mm, but he's pleasuring himself takes precedent. I know. <laughs> uh, sometimes when I make that bowl of Cheerios in the morning, I'm just sitting there thinking, like, God, I can't wait till I'm done with this so I can masturbate. Right. <laughs> milk and cereal, milk and cereal, milk and cereal, cereal and milk. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of a lot of our quotes that I find we uh, like us using, uh, even just in casual conversation, come from Anchorman. We've pointed that out. Yes, yes, you know, we have numerous and times. 
I mean, but that is one of those movies that everything about that movie is quotable. Yeah, and, is, and not to mention the fact that 60% of the time... It's it quotable. Works, it works every time. Every time. <laughs> but it is one of those one of those movies where I mean, I could have it committed to memory and pull a quote out anytime I need one. Right. Just because of all the stuff that happens in it and how relevant it is. Now, the movie takes place in the 70s, yeah, but I mean, I don't know how many times it le- even this past weekend when you and I have used the quote, when in Rome, it's just like, <laughs> yes, yes, go continue, on. <laughs> go on. And it's just, I mean, just saying it was such intrigue, like continue. I'm dying to hear when in Rome. Where is this going? Well, just do as the Romans do. It's like, hmm, I've never heard it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I mean, that alone with a 60% of the time, it works Every time. And what was the, uh, the other one that we always use from that one? Is, uh, well, I mean, shit, there's way too many. I mean, there's a ton of them that we use from Anchorman. Yeah. Like, I, like, Out of the way, numero mm-hmm. dos. <laughs> I don't know if you heard me counting, but I just did over a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> or, <laughs> you woke the bears. Yeah. <laughs> it's the pleats and the <laughs> pants. I'm taking them back to the pants store. It's not very flattering in, in the crotch region, region. <laughs> don't act like you're not impressed <laughs> did you just throw a burrito at your car <laughs> what are you high or something <laughs> brosive Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, i love scotch scotchy scotchy, scotchy scotch. scotch there it goes down down, down into, into my, my belly, belly. <laughs> <laughs> honestly tell you the truth every every time we come in to record you and I always we do the warm ups. Well, we do. Well, we do the warm ups, but literally right before we press record, we always quote Veronica Cornerstone. <laughs> just <laughs> we do power, power, power. <laughs> that yeah. is, we do that every single time before we record. I don't ever feel like it. it I don't it think it helps that, us warm up yeah. at all. <laughs> no, it doesn't. But it's just. It's it's our thing, like it's our connection, <laughs> and it's just become part of our routine. Where it's like we're psyching ourselves up for this recording. Yep, and it's just it's we, gonna happen. We have and that, it's gonna be great. We have that mutual understanding where it's like you know this is happening now. Yep. We're gonna hit record and we're gonna make some shit happen. Power, 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 power. <laughs> you know, the occasionally we'll we'll get into the how now brown guy. Yeah. yeah. The arsonist had oddly shaped feet. The skeleton ran out of shampoo in the shower. Knights of Columbus, that hurts. <laughs> Great Odin's raven. <laughs> By the beard of Zeus. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> By the beard of Zeus. <laughs> Another one that I enjoy using. Poop on- mouth. <laughs> you poop in your mouth. Poop, poop coming poop out of your mouth. Coming out of your mouth. <laughs> One of the ones that I enjoy using is not from Maker Man, uh, but it is from another Will Ferrell movie. And uh, the other guys, I love. I l- it's like when something goes wrong, or 
something's just not going my way or something, I'll just be like, I'm a peacock. You got to let me fly. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> I know. Peacocks don't fly. But like, well, yeah. Yeah, about as much as a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, big boy. <laughs> you got you, big boy pants big on. Boy, you, you wake up this morning, you put on your big boy pants. Huh? He's like, God, you're so angry all the time. It's like working with the Hulk. <laughs> I've mastered my emotions and I'm only 46 years old. <laughs> That's from a movie we haven't done yet. And I'm not sure if you've seen that more than the one time that you and I watched it. What is that from Tag? No, that's from uh, Holmes and Watson. Another Will Ferrell movie. Yeah, yeah. We do like our Will Ferrell movies. Unapologetically. Well, yeah. Apartment <laughs> pop. <laughs> 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 I got to say that to a police officer the other day. <laughs> apartment pop? Yeah, he was leaving, and he was like, oh, yeah, no, someone did a desk pop. And I was like, apartment pop. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also from the other guys. Yes. And I love how, like, what led up to that. It's like his coworkers, you know, the other officers, they tried to convince Will Ferrell's character to shoot his gun in the, in yeah. the office. Hey, when was the last time you... Uh discharge your weapon in the office like i'm okay guys i know you have no respect for me but i am not gonna fire my weapon in the office he's like oh yeah no it's called a desk pop it's like S september 08 <laughs> <laughs> but i do love that he sits there and he was like you know we honor the flag and you spit on it every time you don't fire your weapon in the office <laughs> I, I don't i don't know about but it's this funny because he makes it sound like Every day that you come in, you should shoot your gun in the office. <laughs> they were so convincing in their arguments. I feel like they swayed me. <laughs> <laughs> but right. another thing that we do from the the other guys is uh, the cucumber. Oh, accents, my God. Yes. Accents the water in such a way. But we that's one that we change up. That was probably the uh, that was probably the quote that we went off on a tangent on. I think you're right. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yes. So when well, see, we, when it just we, comes back full circle. When we go to Foothills, for instance, yes, you know, to grab a beer, maybe some dinner, correct, maybe perhaps a shanewich. The mint jelly accents the sandwich shredded pork in, in such, such a way, way. <laughs> <laughs> it can be used for anything. anything. Yeah. Anything where something complements another thing. And I I use it a lot, especially when it comes to... I mean, you know that I cook out a lot. I grill a lot of food. Yeah, how about a lot of food? <laughs> <laughs> but when I marinate something, I will say say about the... I'll be like, yeah, the marinade... Accents the accents chicken. Accents the chicken in <laughs> such a way that... And I'm just really hoping that someone interrupts me because I don't know how Will Ferrell was going to finish you the story know, about the water. You don't know where this so is going. I don't know how I'm going to finish the story about the chicken. And so we never do. <laughs> we just, everything that we say, it ends in a dot, dot, dot. Yep. So it's, Fill in the blank. <laughs> <laughs> and that is a, a shout out to our favorite watering hole, uh, Foothills in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. So if you are in the area. On a Saturday night, I mean, come by, say hi to us, and be nice. Tip your waitresses and bartenders because yes, they are all fantastic. Especially if it's Olivia and Jennifer, right? Then you tip them 
extra. And if there's time, Nate. Yeah. If he's there. If he's there. He's Which not. you'll know. He's usually there. And if yeah. the other two aren't there, he's usually there. Yeah. Because he's filling in. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah, that, that is very true. <laughs> if he's there, then Olivia and Jennifer are not. You know, Shane, he may not always be there, but or yep. he is there, but he's not making a Shane, which he's making salads. Yeah. <laughs> which is weird. Yeah, which is funny because I always thought he was the main chef. Like, in charge of the kitchen. Well, he was until he started overusing the mint jelly. For Christ's sake, man. Well, I mean, well, what's funny is the last time we were there, I was like, oh, is Shane here? And they're like, yeah, I think he's in charge of fries tonight. I'm like, what? There's a, like, a fry department? Is there a... Is the bar out of curly fries? There's a shortage of... (laughs) (laughs) Must be a restaurant emergency. It's probably a work emergency. What, the bar ran out of curly fries? They don't have curly fries. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> and uh, yeah, when Jennifer hung up on me that night, uh, that's that's why I was that like, "Yeah, the bar ran out of curly fries," and she was like, "We don't serve them." Click. That Ooh. is a moment that that could have happened in a movie, but it did not. It did happen in a movie. It happened in real life, though. No, I'm talking about the conversation. With oh Jennifer. yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. The conversation with me and Jennifer actually did happen. No, but the, the I got quote, it from a movie. The quote that you said to her, yes, yeah, and that came from. Just friends. Correct. With Ryan Reynolds. May he rest. Oh, I mean, yeah. hopefully he's resting somewhere. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. I'm sure he's sound asleep by now. What is? What time is it in Oh, Canada? it's uh, 6.15. <laughs> so he's either in a... Uh, well, I would imagine he's either in New York or uh, L.A. I don't know where the hell he lives. All these uh, people New York and in, L.A. In, yeah. Between the two. So it could be 3.15. Yep. Where he's at. Or 6.15. Either way. Either I hope way. he's resting. Yeah. So or wh- he works hard. Or doing something that he enjoys. Yeah. Like, you know, making fun of his kids. Because well, in all honesty, I love making fun of my kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Change the record. <laughs> There's another one. There's another uh, one. We found it. I knew we, we were going to stumble across yep. that. Oh, that we say all the time. Yeah, how about all the time? <laughs> <laughs> That's another one from Step Brothers, though. Yes. And it's just so, so versatile where anytime anybody says something that you may disagree with or it's just like, you know what, I don't want to hear that. Like, it's yeah. changed the record. <laughs> God, you've said it a million times. Yeah. Changed the record. Like, did you did you take out the trash? <laughs> changed the record. <laughs> changed the record. And I'm sure that my kid probably says that. I mean, he'll never say it to my face. You know what? But I'm sure that he probably says it behind my back where I'm just like, hey, I got to take out the trash. He's like, I don't take out the trash. Change the record. And you know what? I have heard him use it recently. And as much shit as he does to... Not do anything? Yes. (laughs) Yes. He does more to get out of work. (laughs) Correct. But... There are these moments where he'll throw out these quotes, and it's like, you know what? Yeah. I can't be mad at you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like, I, hey, take out the trash. The trash hasn't been taken out, or son. And or, then all of a sudden, he'll just be like, oh, why don't you cry about it? <laughs> like, oh, okay. All right. All right. Ace Ventura. Touché. I like it. I like Touché. it. You son of a bitch. But most of the time, he just pushes the fucking trash down. <laughs> look yeah. at all that space. Yeah, look at all that room. Fuck you, man. But it's funny because I, when it comes to that, then I enjoy, I really enjoy being like, okay, yeah, just 
make all that extra room to put even heavier stuff in there and make it even worse for you. So the trash is not only going to be heavier, but it's going to be harder to take the bag out of the can itself because all that is pushing against the sides of the can. Yes. Yeah. Does not think, you know, in the future. <laughs> I know. I keep waiting for him to look at me and be like, yeah, I'm about to take the trash out. Any tips? Any tips you got? Any tips you got? Yes. <laughs> God. I fucking love it. <laughs> Tropic Thunder. Another yes. episode that we've done. Oh, love, love Tropic Thunder. <laughs> hey, what do you mean, you people? What do you mean, you people? <laughs> huh? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I will say... Uh, Quite a bit, actually, is uh, especially now with uh, just turmoil and tension literally everywhere you go, is if the machine breaks down, we break down. And just leave it at that. Well, you know why? A nutless monkey could do your job. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just messing with you. No, but seriously. seriously, A nutless nutless monkey monkey could do your job. Oh, my God. So good. Yes. And, uh, like, we didn't script this. Like, we didn't write down any of our quotes, so we just wanted to ha- this to happen, like, organically. And I feel like we've we've kind of allowed that to happen. But you Yeah. Know. I, I have been dying to ask you a question. And this is going to come in the form of a quote. Okay. Probably from one of your, your uh, all-time favorite movies. I, I think even in the episode you said – Top 10, and I am going to alter the quote. Okay. But you'll know right where it's from. How do you like your quotes? Regular, creamy, or al dente? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'll take uh, two. (laughs) Yeah, my cousin. What a fucking surprise. Yeah, there's a fucking surprise. (laughs) Are you mocking me with those clothes? (laughs) Yeah, what about my clothes? Yeah, my cousin Vinny, it's so quotable, and that's why we did that episode so early on. Yes, that and that honestly, that one was one of the ones I didn't mind watching multiple times, seventy-eight times. <laughs> that, <laughs> that it took to try and commit to memory. See, a split second before we recorded that episode, <laughs> it had been calibrated by NASA engineers. <laughs> To be dead on balls accurate with the quotes. Dead on balls accurate? It's an industry term. (laughs) Well, I guess the fucking thing is broken. (laughs) (laughs) But I I love the fact that at any point, one of us can say a quote from a movie, and then the other will just kind of pick up (laughs) what the other one's putting down. Yeah. Well, I'm smelling what you're cooking. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you can't say motherfucker like that. I say motherfucker like that. Motherfucker. <laughs> and then it's, that's, that's from a show that I've never watched before, but I did find a montage on YouTube of all these motherfuckers. Yep. And that's from Californication. Yes. And this one here, I am... I am honestly excited to watch this this show with you because this show is highly quotable. 
I know that you and I said that we wouldn't do shows as episodes, <laughs> <laughs> but I and I don't really feel that we should delve into doing doing shows, but no, I, because we don't want people to go. This podcast is horseshit. Yeah, <laughs> but I really think that. Uh, I mean, there are a lot of quotes in that that we could. Just pull. I mean, because I I use a lot of quotes from that TV show just in everyday life. Right. So I mean, we we talked about like what if we did an episode dedica- dedicated to the office, and it's like there's too many. Yeah, there's way too many. That's what she said. <laughs> well, that's the only. That's the best one. <laughs> that's the, that, and I mean, I personally use that constantly. Yes. I I have to bite my tongue. So often, especially at work, <laughs> I'll be in a meeting and, you know, my whole, my coworker, like we're all working remotely. Correct. So we'll do conference calls. Like nobody's on video or anything, but it's like, there are those moments where somebody will say something and it's like, I want to unmute myself, but I know it's, I'm going to catch it in the butt if I do. Home <laughs> <I'm> alone. <laughs> You sandbagging son of a bitch. <laughs> Wait, where is she? Is she still, still in the house? house? <laughs> that is honestly one of my favorite, one of my favorite quotes. Wedding crashers. Yes. I, oh God, I don't know why. I don't know why I just love saying that. You sandbagging son of a bitch. Because it's so, it's just like, I'm excited. Yeah. Whatever the hell just happened, it's like. I'm proud of you. Yeah, because that's right at the beginning when he sits there and he was like, hey, John, uh, you need to come to my office. I got to talk to you right away. Mm-hmm. He comes he was like, we got a very long six weeks in front of us. It's wedding season, baby. He's like, you sandbagging son of a bitch. <laughs> I love saying that. I don't know why I like saying this one because I'm never really in the position to say this one, but I'll just all of a sudden utter, call me. I don't know why. Yeah. It's probably the wrong thing to say when I'm at church, but I say it at church a lot. Not sure. <laughs> Not sure why. But then uh, another one is, uh, you motorboating son of a bitch. <laughs> what are they, built for speed or comfort? <laughs> they real? Do you motorboat? Do you motorboat? Just. The other. <laughs> and it's so weird because if you play that scene in slow motion or you pause it at the right moment Vince Vaughn's mouth just looks so fucked up (laughs) (laughs) you'll thank me later but the other one that I do like to use and it's like it's not as easy to to throw this out there but you tell that mean ocean Todd (laughs) yeah (laughs) I like saying uh, the other walk in line when he's talking about he's like yeah you know my Kid just, you know, draws blood with sticks. Well, some people call that art. It's crap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, it is. <laughs> and that's another one. Yes. <laughs> but that's one that we do have to alter, but it's also from Anchorman. It is. And that is the scene where they're at the party, where they're celebrating being number one. Like 12 years in a row or... Whatever. And, and in no way is that depressing. <laughs> Which is another one oh, that I use. Yep. Oh, Ron Burgundy. I got a 
big story for you, and it's <laughs> right here. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Pointed to your boobies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, you did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I think that's the one that we lost is the uh, 60% of the time. It, it works, works every, every time. time. <laughs> that We use that, like, every time. All yes. of the times. Yes. Every of the times. If I could get my <laughs> hands on some Sex Panther, I would use that quote even 60% more of the time. Well, that's... Every time. Because it's made up with bits of real panther. <laughs> so you, <laughs> so you know, know it's, it's good. good. <laughs> <laughs> I do love... Because, uh, you know, at work... Um, there's a factory right next door, and sometimes they are mixing up some type of chemical dyes or something. Does it accent the air in such a way? That smells like Big Bigfoot's dick? Yes, <laughs> it does. <laughs> smells like a used diaper filled with Indian food. But I will tell my coworker, Breacher, I'll just be like, I'm not going to lie. That smells like pure gasoline. <laughs> <laughs> This is worse than the time quite, the raccoon got caught in yeah. the copy machine. It's quite pungent. <laughs> Stings, Stings the, the nostrils. nostrils. <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> no, it's funny because he says stings the nostrils in a good way, as if he's trying to give Brian a little bit co of confidence. It's like, I, I don't want to tell you it smells like shit. Yeah, but this uh, smells like pure shit. Pure assaline. Yeah. But it's funny because another Will Ferrell movie, Elf, they're talking about when they, they're singing, the choir or whatever, and it's like all the elves have a higher tone or higher pitch to their voice. Right. And they're talking about how Will Ferrell's character's voice, Buddy, you know, brings them down an octave. In a good way. <laughs> <laughs> so even though it wasn't I said about that. It wasn't even though it wasn't said by Will Ferrell, it's another movie where that line is used and it's just something that I kinda paid attention to. Yeah, I, I mean, but the, God, quotes everywhere. There oh. are quotes everywhere, man. Yeah. yeah, how about everywhere? <laughs> and you know what? I have a feeling the more episodes of this so that we do, the more that we'll discover quotes that we use all the time. You know, just doing this off the cuff, it's really kind of hard to think of all of the ones that we use. Yeah. Uh, you know, on a regular basis. But, you know, I felt like just the ones that we can think of you know, just off the top of our heads, it, it would be exciting. And it would be a fun episode and, and another gift to you, aside from the, the two Christmas episodes that we already recorded. Correct. So I think, uh, what, that's, you want to call it here? I think it's time to wrap it up like a Christmas gift. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> off to foothills. <laughs> yep. So Jennifer, Olivia, we'll see you in a few. Yeah, or we'll see you on another time. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about another time? <laughs> All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed this one as much as we did. Yes. And until next time, Total, Total Podcast, Podcast out. out.